Now is the time to reinforce your bowling arsenal, and BowlerX.com is the online leader in price, service, and selection. With free insured shipping on every item we carry, including a complete line of pro shop supplies, as well as balls, bags, shoes, accessories, and more. Also, check out the large selection of closeout and discontinued items at a fraction of their original cost. BowlerX.com, your online bowling superstore and proud sponsor of Above180.com. BowlerX.com, your online bowling equipment superstore, presents the Above180.com podcast. Tim Berg and Joey Serrar are ready to hit the lanes, approaching the issues that you, the bowler, want to know. From the latest equipment reviews, coaching, to drilling layouts, and the stars of the PBA. Now, from Washington, D.C., and the Bowler's Pro Shop in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, here are your hosts, Tim Berg and Joey Serrar. Thought it'd be great to sit down and chat with Deandra Asbady. Deandra was recently named to the 2013 Team USA. So, uh, Deandra, thank you for joining us today. If you want to find out more about Deandra, you can check out uh, iabbowling.com. You can also go to deandraasbady.com. Follow Deandra on Twitter at Deandra Asbady. Uh, again, Deandra, thank you for joining us today. Hi, thanks for having me. It's always fun to be on your show. Well, it's great to have you back, Deandra. I wanted to first off begin with your experiences uh, at the team trials and being named to Team USA. So why don't you talk about that and uh, explain to the Above 180 listeners what, what, what goes through your mind when, when you're bowling these tournaments and ultimately know that you're going to be representing the United States once again. Yeah, you know, I never take it for granted. I, I have just made Team USA for the 15th straight year, which is crazy because I only feel like I'm 18. <laughs> So it's funny that it's been 15 years. Um, time just flies by. It just the, the concept of time is really strange to me because it really doesn't feel like it's been that long. But, you know, going out to make the team, um, I, of course, had high hopes, but I knew that I would have to bowl well. And we did bowl on uh, five different patterns this year. And normally it's four days of bowling. And this year they decided to make it five days of bowling, five different patterns. And... It was challenging. We pulled on WTBA patterns that we might see in international competition. So, of course, the, the patterns weren't very easy, um, and you have to decide, you know, what balls to bring, which is always tricky because you're going to be bowling on five different patterns, so you want to make sure that you have a good spectrum of bowling balls. And um, so I shipped four out there, and I brought six with me, and then I drilled, um, I drilled one there. So um, I definitely had the right equipment and the week the week went pretty good you know it's one of those tournaments where i knew i didn't have to lead it from the get-go and and you couldn't win it you know each um each day you sort of have to just be consistent the whole week and they also do an interesting point system so it's not total pins it's just based on your ranking every day so if you have a, a pretty okay day every day you're in really good position to make team USA and I knew that. So uh, as long as I didn't have a really, really bad day where I was like in the 40s or 50s point-wise, um, I knew that I would be up there and in contention the last day. And and I was. I had my best day the second to last day, and um, I led that day, and my points were high enough to actually have, have me lead. And then the last day, I, I just did okay, and I had enough points to stay in the lead. So definitely an interesting concept point system but it, it worked out okay we know how important practice is and we know how important equipment is we know how important it is to 
know your equipment to make the right ball choice. But my question is in regards to your mental game, how do you mentally practice or prepare for like Team USA trials? Because it's not like any other tournament. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I um, lost 15 years practice. <laughs> um, and that's just counting the years that I made the team. There was probably five or six years I tried out for the team that I didn't make the team. So, number one, I really believe that it's experience and it's being there and in that situation before um, and also failing and knowing why I failed in the past and how to prevent it. That's that's the key, and that's what you know a lot of bowlers should know today, that even though they have a bad tournament, you know, it's all, not all a loss. If you can really come out of it knowing what could have went better and making that better next time you're you're just going to be a better bowler so i feel like the mental game is definitely most of of bowling and going out to a tournament that's sort of a marathon tournament you have to have it together and you can't freak out easily and you can't look around and i did a really good job of being present and being within myself and that's something that i told myself before i bowled every day keep your head down just keep your head down and don't look around because it doesn't matter what anybody's doing anyways because you don't know where they're at and you don't know where they're at in the standing so and it's sometimes easy to get preoccupied with what everyone else is doing oh so and so shot this and you know she's ahead of me and i gotta beat her and and i just didn't do that this time and i've made that mistake before but i really feel like if you stay present and you stay within yourself and you're really focused on what you can control you're going to be okay Okay, and then a follow-up question to that. I mean, and again, I realize that's not an easy question to answer in a few minutes, but um, you've made the team for 15 years now, and you've made it with more than one ball manufacturer in hand, such as Brunswick Mm -hmm. uh, initially and now with Storm. What's Mm -hmm. been the biggest transition or change either you've made in your game or what you visually see uh, now throwing Storm products as opposed to Brunswick products? And they're both fine products, as you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, um, that's a really good question. You know, I was with Brunswick for eight years, and, and they were really great to me. I had a lot of really good success all around the world throwing Brunswick. Um, so very grateful for that experience. Uh, but for me, in my game and the way that I throw it, um, I feel like I had to make the Brunswick balls work and I had to change elements of my game to match up to the way the balls rolled. And I did that and, and it took, it took a little time, but I figured out how to um, manipulate my game so that it would match, you know, the way that the Brunswick balls rolled. So um, it was okay then. And then I made the transition to storm bowling balls and it just is so much easier for me. It's, I can play my A game. I don't have to manipulate my, myself or my hand to match up to the ball because the ball just really matches the way that I throw it. So in a lot of ways, it's easier for me because um, it just matches my game really well. And Deandra, one of the things when we uh, spoke to folks with Storm, and I believe it was Del Ballard who said last year that what he feels the, the, the major difference between Storm and a lot of the other manufacturers is your step-down process, where, like you said, you're able to, to go down from uh, you know, the, the heaviest hooking ball to the, to the pearl ball, to, from the IQ solid to the pearl, or, or do that sort of thing. So do you, would you agree with Del in, in, a, in that premise that the, the transition and the, the switching of bowling balls and making that ball change is a little bit easier with Storm, in your opinion? 
Yeah, it's definitely easier. And I feel like the their balls really complement each other really well. You know, it's it's like, you know, I'm going to throw the IQ Tour, and then when I need a different look, I'm going to throw the IQ Tour Pearl. And it just, it really all makes sense. And they have the smartest people working on their bowling ball development at Storm, and I'm just so grateful that, you know, I can throw their balls because um, I really do feel like they're the best balls on the market right now, and um, I'm just really glad I'm on their team. And Deandra, next, I guess let's let's switch gears a little bit here and talk a little bit about some of the uh, other hats that you wear, and one of them being coaching and your work with the International Art of Bowling. You and Jason Belmonte and Ron Hoppy do a lot with them, but just uh, talk about some of the new and exciting things that you guys are working on uh, with the International Art of Bowling. Yeah, we are constantly uh, growing and, and trying to give bowlers what they want. And it first started as uh, bowling clinics. You know, we're going to start the International Art of Bowling because Ron, Jason, and I love to coach and we make a good team. And so we're going to go out and we're going to coach people and we're going to hold these clinics. And those are going really well. We have one coming up in Minnesota in February and they're called Bowlers Boot Camp. So that was great. And then we had um, somebody come on board our team that was actually one of my friends from high school, Nikki, and she's not a bowler. And she said, you know, what you guys should do is you should form a membership for your bowlers and you should um, be able to give them access to you 24-7 pretty much and have them submit video analysis and um, have coaches, video coaches chat every two weeks. And so she had this really great concept and we're like, yeah, nobody in bowling is doing that right now. Why don't we do it? And so we're doing it, and it's called the Circle Membership, and it um, can be found at iabowling.com, and people can pay monthly, and they have full access to Ron, Jason, and I, along with other really good coaches, and and if you're a member for six months, you get a free video analysis anyways that Ron does, which he's the best at, and we do these video chats every two weeks so they could see us and ask us any question they want to in, in the chat area just a really cool concept and um you know people are in there and they're forming this awesome bowling community and they're helping each other and they're there for each other and it's just it's actually grown it's only about a month old but it's grown into something even bigger than i thought that it was going to be i mean the support system within it is is really really cool and i'm so excited and i'm so proud of of what we're doing for bowling you know it's um it's just giving back it's giving bowlers a way to get better, just another way. And we're just, um, we're happy to be in the position that we are in to be able to help other people. Uh, so, Deandra, if you can clear this up for me, does this mean like a, a bowler can simply send in a video of themselves and then your group or, or you know, your, you yourself will analyze the video, critique it, and then send them information of how they can improve? Yes, it's pretty immediate, actually. Besides, the, you get a full video analysis, which is longer if you're a member for six months um, free. Or if you're not a member, you can go to iabowling.com and still get a video analysis and, and pay for it. And um, we do that all the time, too. But when you're in the circle, people can post their video to the forums, and we'll give them immediate feedback, like immediate. And not not only me or Jason or Ron, but other really good silver-level coaches that are in there. So, yeah, that's exactly what happens. These, these bowlers, uh, the Circleites, they're, they're posting their videos, and then they're posting follow-up videos. Like, you know what, I, I did what you told me to do, and this is the video that's after. What do you think? And then we'll say, this is way better, or here's what's happening now. And so, yeah, it's, it's pretty immediate feedback. 
So what do you do if you have a certain opinion of how this bowler can improve and Jason or Ron has a contradicting opinion? Do you mm -hmm. suggest trying both methods or do you two well, hash usually, it out between you? Yeah, usually I'm right. So, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, you have to I think we're going to have to get them on to rebuttal that. <laughs> it's a really good question because, as everyone knows, there's a lot of ways that you can do something and a lot of things, a lot of ways you can do it well. So we're very open-minded coaches and we know that, you know, I'm going to tell you this, but it might not be perfect for your game, but I want you to try it. And then Ron will say, look, I've been doing this for 50 years. This is what I've seen work. And someone can try it and say, you know, that doesn't work for me. And Jason can not know what he's talking about and say, well, try this. And then it works. So, you know, it's just uh, it's one of those things where you have to be open to suggestions and realize that there's there's a lot of different ways that you can say something. And I have been coached by a lot of really awesome coaches all around the world, the best in the world. And it's it's some of the time the the information is a little conflicting, but it's not because one coach is right and one is wrong. It's just there's a lot of different ways to do it. So. What you do is just you try a whole bunch of different ways, and then you go with what works for you, and that's really important, and that's something that we definitely preach as a coaching company that, you know, there's just not one way. We're not teaching one way, and you have to do it this way. There's, you know, of course the fundamentals. Like, we're not going to let someone fall off a shot. Like, that is for sure. You're not going to do that if, if you want to be a, a better bowler. So there's definitely fundamentals that all three of us are, are on board with. But then there's there's a lot of different ways to get the job done, and we have an, um, a really great approach to that. Well, and Deandra, we've been talking to a lot of coaches over the last couple of months, and, and uh, we talked to Joe Slowinski, and, and Joe's a, a big proponent of dropping your shoulder, dropping your you know right-handed shoulder, your right shoulder if you're a right-handed bowler, left shoulder, you know, and kind of opening up at the lane. Is that something that you and Ron and Jason also subscribe to as, as, a, as a way for bowlers to, you know, to improve their game and to, you know, we were taught or some of us are taught, you know, you're square at the line and so on, but is that something you guys subscribe to as well? Yes, 100%. Um, and, and actually, Jason and I and Ron went down to Kuggle and when Joe was working there, and we did a bowler's boot camp, and Jason and I were a little bit early. Uh, I think we got in there a day early, so we wanted to practice there, and that's something that they really worked on with us. And, um, yeah, it definitely is something that, that I believe in, and you don't want your shoulders to be level when you're throwing the ball. You do want to have a drop shoulder, and it's something that, you know, you hear growing up, you're dropping your shoulder, you're dropping your shoulder, and I still hear it from parents today. It's actually, it's actually okay. <laughs> you want to. So, Deandra, if we can switch gears a little bit here into a new topic, being affiliated with Storm, have you had privy to uh, view their new DVD series called Quiet Mind Bowling? Yeah, I have, actually. I, I, I have talked to Rhino about that DVD um, before it was even out in Japan. I had a conversation about it, and um, I think it's awesome. I think it's a really good way to, to think about the mental game. Um, really good research went into building that DVD, and, um, yeah, I, I think any of those tools that, that people can put out with doctors and research and, and athletes, it's only going to help everyone else. So is that something you may incorporate into your coaching clinics? Um, we are, we do already, we have a really great seminar on the mental game that Jason, Ron, and I do, um, and we do show a lot of video, but yeah, it, it definitely could come into play. We might, you know, 
pull out our favorite parts of the DVD and play it. We um, we have definitely talked about that. So, Deandra, as people are getting ready, and myself included, Joe, you as well, we're going to be bowling the USBC Open this year. What is one thing that that I can take with me as my mental game? Like, let's say, um, let's say I'm a guy, and, and not describing me, but let's say I'm a guy who's, you know, maybe my high set out there has been say 1850 all events. Mm-hmm. What is one thing that I can take with me this year to, to keep my, you know, or, or maybe I don't play so well. Maybe I, I go in and I'm not, I haven't bowled well in Reno at the stadium. What's one thing mentally that I can prepare myself to get that negative thoughts out of my head to say, you know what, this is a new year. I'm going to bowl well this year. Yeah, I think the most important thing anyone can do when they're going into like a, you know, it's a, it's a sprint. So you have to get it together pretty quickly. And that could be intimidating and it can mess with your, your head because you don't want to mess up and, you don't have much time to get it together, so you have to immediately be on. The most important thing that you can do is to focus on the intention. And if you focus on the intention as where are you sliding, what are you hitting, and just, just looking at your mark and hitting it, then all the other distractions go away. You don't think about the pressure. You don't think about, um, I need this one to double. What am I doing in brackets? All those things that you shouldn't be thinking about. I feel like when you get into a situation like that, if you only think about what you can control, then you are distracted from the things that you can't control. That's my best advice. And those words are wise beyond your years. Uh, you're right. Too many <laughs> bowlers kind of get wrapped up in the excitement of the event and, and the pressures, and, and they forget mm-hmm. about doing what they really know how to do well, which is just simply bowl. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. So, Deandra, I have a question for you regarding ball layouts, Tim, if you don't mind, because I think a lot of our listeners always wonder what certain players prefer layout-wise compared to other layouts. Uh, now, I know you've used layouts with pins low and pins above the fingers and some trick layouts and possibly some 5- and 6-inch pins as well as 3- and 4-inch pins. Can mm-hmm. you kind of give us a little brief synopsis of what layouts tend to match up for you best? and possibly how you see lower pin positions below the fingers reacting differently from higher pins. Yeah, I feel like um, both the you know pin above my ring finger um, and the, the pin in the palm with a hole is the go-to drillings. It's really pretty simple. I don't, I don't do anything crazy with my layouts because... I feel like I have enough choices within the balls, and the balls do enough different things that I don't want to, you know, not have the ball do what it's supposed to do anyway. So um, I keep it really simple, and you'll find that about me anyways in all areas of my life. I'm um, I'm just kind of low-maintenance in, in general. So the pin in the palm with the hole, I, I really feel like is um, – my best reaction right now. I, I I feel like I go to it more often. It allows the ball to roll a little bit more in the mid lane, and but still continue down down the lane. So um, I have that one. But then if I have to get in later in the block, um, I'm going to go to the to the pin up. Um, sometimes with a hole, sometimes without a hole. If I really need to get it through the front of the lane, uh, I won't have a hole to make sure that it really gets down to the break point and um, changes direction. And so I can move in um, a little bit more with the pin above the fingers and um, get the ball to just kind of like shoot through the front of the lane, get to the break point, change direction, and go through the pins like I wanted to. I think it's really important to watch your ball go through the pins, and it's something that a lot of bowlers don't do. 
they kind of stopped watch. They stopped watching it, but your ball is actually telling you a lot when it hits the pins and the way it's going through the pins. So be sure to, to keep your eyes on it and watch it continue through. Or, you know, sometimes it hits the pocket and it kind of bounces off the pocket. And that sometimes it's what you want and a lot of times isn't what you want. Deandra, do you vary in pin distances? Yeah, definitely. Sometimes four or five. Yeah. Um, you know, what I normally do because I'm not a ball driller um, and it's not my, I don't think it's my expertise. I always go to Storm and I always call Steve Klumpkin or Hank or Chris Schlemmer and um, I just shoot him a text and, it, and I just did it the other day with the, the new sink and the, the reign of power and I said, how do you think these balls will, would roll best for me? And they'll shoot me a really quick text back and I'll go to my, my pro shop and that's how I'll punch them up. You know, these are the guys that develop the ball, so they know better than anybody how they're going to roll, and they know my game. So they have been very helpful. And I never feel like, you know, they're really busy guys, and I never feel like I'm putting them out or um, they don't have time for for me. So that's uh, it's a really good feeling to be able to have them as a, an awesome resource. Well, and you bring up uh, the the sink, which uh, myself, Joe, and you also all got to the test, uh, be part of the testing process for that ball. It comes out February fifth, so please uh, make sure you check out Storm Bowling, check out that bowling ball. But just uh, wanted to get your thoughts and your reaction to the, your sink because I I loved mine. It's it's definitely going in my bag for the USBC Open and for some tournaments where there's oil where I can use a ball like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I know me and Joe haven't even talked about his thoughts on the ball. I'm sure there's going to be a ball review coming out in the Boulder's Journal probably in the next issue. But I want to get your thoughts on the on the sink when you threw it. Yeah, I think it's, well, first of all, it smells really nice. And second of all, uh, it's a really great ball for the fresh. And that's um, that's what I was thinking when I was throwing it. It was just really rolly, um, really strong. Um, and I, I text Steve, and I also like to, to know from Storm, where do you see this ball fitting in my arsenal? And that's that's exactly what he said. He said it's, it's going to be a really great ball for the fresh. And so I'm definitely going to keep that in mind when I have tournaments to go to. You know, if I need a ball for the first two games um, to get through the transition, I think it's not going to see the transition as um, abruptly as maybe some other balls might, and it'll smooth it out a lot more. Um, so it'll definitely keep you out of trouble. Now, Dandre, have you compared the reign of power to the sink? Yeah, um, well, I, I didn't compare them. I threw them at the same time, but um, they're definitely way different balls. Uh, I am in love with the Reign of Power, and I really feel like I'm going to be able to use that ball a lot. It's so, so strong and so rolly. I don't think Storm has ever put out a ball that does this, and um, I'm actually trying to figure out what balls I'm bringing to Japan on Monday, and that's definitely going to make the trip. Um, I just feel like... It doesn't change direction like the other balls do. It rolls, but it's continuous, and it hits the pocket really well. Um, it's a really strong, really strong ball. But I I think I was really excited about it because it was so different than anything I'd thrown. You know, and, and the exciting part about new products, and not just from Storm, but it's from some of the other manufacturers as well, I mean, even though we fall in love with a given product from, say, a few months ago or even a year ago, when the new products come out, they tend to excite us even more because they give us a fresh roll, a fresh look, and they can sometimes mm-hmm. do things on the lanes that the older products just can't do. 
Hey, Deandra, as, uh, as we wrap up our interview, I do have two questions I want to ask for you. Number one, went on Twitter last night, and I said, hey, we have Deandra coming on, so let's, uh, let's uh, want the Twitter nation to help me with a question here. So one question I received, and I'm actually pulling it up, and it's from Scooter836, and he says, uh, according to uh, Jason Belmonte, you have uh, 168 Team USA jerseys. He says, what do you do with all those jerseys? Um, that was a joke that JC, because after I made the team, he, he gave me a shout out on Twitter and said, thanks for, or congratulations for make, making the team 186 times. I think that was a shot at my age, but, um, <laughs> I do have a lot of jerseys still here. Um, I keep them for silent auctions. Um, I send them away when, when somebody needs, um, when somebody wants me to donate something, one of my shirts to a really good cause. Um, I definitely had them all around here. Um, I don't have that many left, but um, I do have some. And, and then some of them I keep that really meant a lot to me. Maybe I want a really big tournament in, so I'll never get rid of those. But um, I, I like to donate them to good causes. And and they also make nice sleep shirts for, for Madden, don't they? <laughs> Not yet. He's a little too small. Okay, Deandra. Uh, well, thank you for joining us today. It was a pleasure to catch up to you. I know we, we always love uh, when, when the things work out, when the, the stars align, so to speak, so we can all three get together and just chat because, like you said, you're, tra- you're traveling to Japan and you're bowling overseas and you're bowling out in Vegas and you're bowling everywhere, it seems like. So it was great to sit down and chat with you, catch up with you. Uh, continued success with uh, yourself and your bowling and, and Team USA and the International Art of Bowling. Uh, sounds like you got a lot of things rolling, uh, along with uh, as yeah. as you say, you're you're Madden's mom, so that's probably number one. Yeah. This, so, so yeah, can- thank you, and and also I wanted to to just tell you guys that we're doing some really cool things with IAB TV on IABowling.tv. Um, Jaime Perez is, is our videographer, and he makes it to a lot of the different events out there. He's just doing such a, an amazing job of putting together really great quality bowling videos, and, and we have a lot of really fun segments to come. Um, one sneak peek is Jason versus Deandra. It's called JVD, and we're going to do a series of just challenge matches, not not necessarily of us bowling each other, but of us picking somebody and doing fun challenges, and um, the loser has to do something ridiculous. So that's coming on IAB TV. Um, we've got this 12 frames with IAB, which is really fun because we get to go on the streets wherever we're at and ask bowling questions and see what people don't know about bowling. But I just want to put that out there. Make sure you check that out. And again, thanks so much for having me on. It's always fun to, to talk about, to talk to two passionate, you know, bowlers. And, and thank you for doing what you're doing for bowling because we really appreciate it and, uh, and we need more people like you. Well, thanks, Deandra. Appreciate it. Tim Berg, Joe Sarar, DeAndre Beatty, good luck and good bowling.